Hi, welcome to Piloting. I'm Renee. And I'm Melissa. And we're your hosts. Piloting is a podcast for people who refuse to live on autopilot, where we celebrate risk takers, go-getters, and anyone craving a change. Melissa, we have something really exciting for today's episode. We do. Um, And I'm going to call this another milestone episode because for our lucky 13th episode, we get to interview and bring on our first guests. Um, So in these special episodes, we'll bring on guests uh, to have honest conversations about their own piloting journey and everything that comes with it from the messy middles and the trials before the success, during it, all of it. So I'm just really excited to get to open up our perspectives and bring people into our conversations um, and expand it beyond just the two of us. Yeah. And this week, we are bringing on Emily Grakowski, who is a certified life and career coach who's focused on helping others redefine what success means to them. I have known Emily for uh, almost a decade now. Um, I met her shortly after moving to New York through mutual friends. Um, She has a storied career working on Wall Street and helping some of the world's largest companies navigate change. And now she's bringing that energy to individuals as a life and career coach. So Emily, thank you for joining us. How are you? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being our first guest. We are super thrilled to have you here. So I gave a very light touch um, introduction to you, but why don't you tell us um, who you are and what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, I am a certified life and success coach, focusing, you know, partnering with ambitious people who are really, really ready to go after those big, scary goals they have. Um, I'd say the biggest question I get is, well, like, what is a coach? Um, I am not a therapist, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, uh, but I have taken a lot of trainings, certifications and courses uh, specialized in helping people really gain clarity and clearly define what their goals and dreams look like. So definitely goes really well with the topic of your podcast of people really going after those dreams and and pivoting towards uh, those areas that really light them up. I love that so much, especially um, I think Renee, you mentioned this in sort of your kind of your brand story, um, your business story, and that's redefining what sex, what success means, um, especially since we had like an episode um, for Bruce Feiler's book on um, mm-hmm. living a more meaningful life and defining mm-hmm. what that meaning is and, and success meaning different things for different people. Um, and you hit it on the head with your word of finding clarity. Um, I think a lot of us, uh, me particularly, in an interesting position I am in my career of just trying to dig and figure out what that is and what that looks mm-hmm. like for for my journey. So um, I could definitely see how <laughs> and why people choose to have a coach like you work with them because, yeah, I'm struggling, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> We really are. And like, I I hear from so many people and I work with clients, all different backgrounds, different points, a lot of them looking to, you know, pivot their career or honestly not knowing what area they want to go into, but just kind of feeling stuck. Um, I'd say kind of the golden thread of the people that I'm talking with and working with all are mentioned at the beginning, like really ambitious people who have been going after what they thought 
the definition of success was. And a lot of that's going to be, you know, in the corporate ladder, in that grind and doing everything quote unquote right, um, but still not feeling fully satisfied, feeling like there's, you know, it's not really this path isn't really authentic for them. And so that's really what I mean by redefining what success is, because I think too long we've been trying to fit into that box of what success is. And that's, at least for me, I'm realizing is not just, you know, the promotion every few years and staying in the same company and moving up throughout the same department like it like it used to be. So I think we have a lot more options for creativity and creative solutions in what success can look like for us individually. I love that. And Emily, you're actually, while helping other people pilot their own journeys and figure out their next steps, you yourself, I guess, are on a piloting journey by doing this. So take us back. When did you decide to pursue coaching? Um, Because you're doing it in addition to a full-time job. Is that correct? Yes. So I still work full-time. Like you said, I'm a management consultant working with companies on Wall Street. Um, And like you said, really me pivoting to working working with people who are piloting is also my, my, my piloting journey. So Um, I would say in my mid to late 20s, probably when that feeling started of feeling very lost in what I was doing, I was putting, investing a lot of time into my career. I was always someone who was really highly ambitious. And I was on this very structured linear ladder because I was told that's what successful people did. You know, you went to college. I know you guys have touched on this in previous episodes of like, going to college, getting the really formal education, getting the internships, getting the corporate job. I got my MBA. I moved to New York City because that's where the best people worked, you know, from from movies and TV shows. And I joined management consulting because everyone told me that was really hard and ambitious. So I was following this path of kind of what people told me to do. And what made it even more challenging was, is I was good at it. Like I was getting the promotions. I was getting the accolades from the senior partners at my company. So in my head, I'm, you know, pushing down those feelings of this isn't right. Instead of being like, no, everyone around me is telling me I'm doing great. This is, I guess, what it's supposed to feel like. Um, But ultimately, I was still feeling very lost. And I think it kind of lined up with COVID a lot, which I think Mm. probably happens with a lot of millennials of suddenly you have nothing but time with yourself and you have to kind of confront everything that's going on because I'm sitting in an apartment in New York city by myself. I can no longer distract myself with meetings in person and dinners and all of the different social events. So I think that's really when I hit the wall um, and realized that I just didn't want to be in completely in the same situation that I was in. Um, And that's also when I really started exploring like personal development and spiritual topics like manifestation, laws of attraction, kind of some of those woo-woo topics, just (laughs) tarot cards, like all of those things, crazy topics that you're going down when you're You're speaking my language. Yeah. (laughs) I know Renee, I know Renee, Renee has dabbled in some of the woo-woo as well. Um, And that's really when coaching came into my life first as a search for career clarity and then really I realized that it's the path for my entrepreneurial growth as well. So it kind of converged into being something that really helped me find myself and then also something that I wanted to explore. Um, you know, I love the quote that you're, you're best equipped to help the past version of yourself. So I think mm-hmm. that that's really what I'm looking to do is I just remember feeling like 
so unclear with what I was doing. And the overwhelming feeling was, I know that I can make anything work. Like I can, you know, if there's something I want, I can make it happen. Why can't I just decide what I want? Um, Because I know I would make it happen. And that's really when, when coaching came to me, and I started to explore that and saying, like, I could help people find this clarity and really create these change roadmaps for themselves, which is exactly what I do for my clients. I love a that the quote that you mentioned about being equipped. I think we hear a lot about empowerment, which, hey, I appreciate it. That motivates me as well. But that makes me even more reassured when you're talking about like feeling equipped and being equipped and that you are like you, you basically have the toolkit and the arsenal within you and you just sort of help like dig that out for somebody else. Um, and I just love how like relatable and transparent you are in like your own journey of like, Hey, here's where, here's where I'm at. Here's how I felt in these situations. And um, yeah, I'm curious. Um, don't give too much of your, <laughs> don't give too much of the goodness away, but what are some sort of like questions that you ask of your clients in terms of like reflection to sort of dig out some of those like emotions and, and get them sort of on the right path of thinking to get that clarity? Yeah, that's a great question because that is a lot of coaching is asking those questions that push people to dig a little bit deeper into, you know, what they're exploring for themselves. And it's funny because the framework of my coaching is very similar to what I'm doing in management consulting, which is the concept of creating this future state design. Like this is where, and this is what executives do. Like this is where I want my company to go. So let's scale that down to our personal life. Like where do I want to be? Like, what does my vision and goals look like? And you know what? That's the number one hang up for most people, especially women. It's creating those clear goals. They say things just like, you know, in our initial sessions, I'll be like, great. Like what brought you to coaching? What, what do you want to accomplish? And I'd say the number one answer is I just want to be happy, which <laughs> Sorry, is great. I'm laughing because that's what <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> right. Which is great. Which is great. Like, of course we all want to be happy, but that's not a goal, right? Like that's an objective. And if that's your only goal, then, you know, when you laugh on the phone tomorrow, like, okay, so you're done. Like that's, you've accomplished your goal because you were happy for a second. Um, So very much like the companies on Wall Street with my clients, I'm like, let's get really specific about what your goals are. Like, where do you want to be six months from now? Where do you want to be a year from now? Where do you want to be a week from now? The measures can be different based off of the individual person. Um, But I'd say that that's really where coaching starts is like, and I, I can be pushy and challenging, um, but I want you to have really clear goals of what you hope to accomplish. So that's kind of the future state. Then we'll step, take a step back and look at current state. Where are you at now? You know, if you want to you know, earn a million dollars, like what are you doing right now that's in the money realm? Or if you want to find like a meaningful partnership relationship, where are you at right now? So pivoting from the future state to looking at your current state. So now we have two points. Now the third step is really creating that change roadmap and the steps to get from A to B. And that's where, you know, your individual small milestones are going to come into play. That's where your habits, you know, looking at those or your small steps that you need to take will file in. But you need these two guideposts um, in order to actually start your journey. It's very much like planning a trip, which I know that we're all into travel. So do you find that that intimidates people though? Because I think I like the 
the kind of navigation that you're setting up. This is where I am. This is where I need to go. Where's the GPS going to take me to get there? But I feel like I imagine your clients might think, well, if I want to be a Hollywood actress and I have never acted in a community play before, this just feels like it's going to take so many steps because my present state is so far removed from my future state. How do you help people get comfortable with taking it step by step and not being turned away by the task ahead? Because I feel like that is something that will deter people from even starting is once they get that future goal, they say, well, that seems so impossible. I don't even know how to break that down into manageable steps. How do you help people just wrap their minds around anything is possible if, if you know, you can break it down? Yeah, I mean, I think even just saying I want to be a Hollywood actress is almost like step four for a lot of people. There is so much fear in stating what they want, even to me who, you know, that's the point of our conversation. I would love if a client just said, you know what? I work in marketing and I want to be a Hollywood actress. Then we at least have those guideposts. But I think a lot of it is going to be questions digging a little bit deeper before they even get to the point of those big, scary goals. Um, I think there's just a lot of fear around claiming what you want, especially in front of other people. You know, maybe they're journaling about it, but it very rarely is on the first session, someone coming to me and being like, So this sounds crazy, but I actually want to be president of the United States. Like, let's make that happen. Mm -hmm. They're very rarely coming with something so defined. It's usually around. And and you know, I think they, most of them have it in their gut when they come to me, but it takes a few sessions even to, to get that, to get that out because there's just a lot of fear around claiming your dreams right now. I relate to that. I'm, I mean, I'm even thinking, um, I haven't shared this with the podcast. Renee knows this happened. So I'm going to lay it out on the table right now. Um, while I was in Spain with Renee, I actually got laid off from my job. And so I'm in this like, interesting, you mentioned like, I am also on my piloting journey while I'm also helping others find their piloting journey as well. And same thing sort of happened with this podcast, whether I manifested it or not, <laughs> I somehow <laughs> manifested that now I'm in this like pivotal moment of my career. And as you're sharing all these questions about claiming your dreams, like what is it that you want? Um, normally when people know what they want, it's like a step four. I think I'm, I'm with the, the group of people who are sort of like flailing right now of like, what do I actually want? Because mm. up until this point in, in my career, um, I've been very lucky in terms of the opportunities that I've had and I've gotten jobs because I've known a person who knew a person about the position. And so if I'm being absolutely honest with myself, I look at my career, like these guideposts that you're talking about and looking at my past experience um, now and thinking, have I actually really given myself a chance to ask myself these questions of, do I actually want this? Um, or did I make a decision based on desperation, make a decision based on obligation, make or a decision, pilot, you know, yeah. Or make a decision based on the fact that, wow, Um, this job actually gave me a 40% jump for my last salary, I would be dumb if I didn't accept it, you know? And those are very honest, real thoughts that I've had in my head for jobs that I've taken. And so now that I'm in this like interesting, weird space of being like laid off where I have a, like a little bit of a cushion, um, 
already there's people in my company who were laid off with me who already have positions. And I was on LinkedIn this morning and I was, I, my, I started like freaking out. I was like, am I behind? Like I haven't even updated my resume. I'm giving myself a break. And I'm like, you know what? They're on their own journey. They have their own needs. I stop comparing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, starting to ask myself these interesting questions. So I, that's interesting that a, I'm not alone. <laughs> not You're knowing definitely not I, alone. Not knowing what I want. But yeah, that's interesting that a lot of us, that you're seeing this trend of, of people having a hard time grasping the idea of claiming their dreams and like knowing what they want. Yeah. And I think, I think you started, money is a big thing, right? Like not everyone, you know, you hear all the success stories of people who quit their job and just went for it. And yeah, that's a little bit of a fantasy life. Like we all have bills, we all have money. And that's, I, I, you mentioned it, I'm still working my full-time job, right? Like I don't feel prepared enough to take that jump and do, do this full-time. And there's a few different reasons, right? Like right now I think what I have going is good and I'm, I'm liking the parallel journey for myself. Um, sometimes I think about like, what would my options be to pivot one way or the other, but money is ultimately a huge motivator. And I think it's a big fear element for a lot of people as well because we get in our head that our current situation is the best we can possibly have and that there's no other jobs out there that will give you the flexibility and the paycheck that you have right now but if that was the case you know there wouldn't be so many people on the internet doing exactly what they wanted and traveling the world and making the paychecks like there are options out there and that's a big element of coaching is pushing yourself out from what feels comfortable and what feels known Yeah. I think money makes sense as being like a big obstacle for people. You have responsibilities, you have obligations. Like we live in a society that runs on money in many ways. So I understand that for sure. I'm curious um, your perspective, either from your personal journey or with your clients on the community around you, because I feel that that is also another thing, just anecdotally in conversations with my friends, like when they're getting ready to start something new or make a big change beyond the practical of like finances and logistics, a big thing that comes up is how is this information going to be received? Is my partner going to be on board? Are my parents or children going to be on board? Are my friends or people around me prepared to see me in a new light or accept that this is a change I'm doing. And sometimes I think your community can either really bolster you and help push you forward. I know I have many people in my life who, when I'm starting something new, and both of you on this call are like in that group, who I feel like I can go to. But, you know, there have been other times, maybe when I was younger at different periods where I maybe didn't feel like the people around me would have supported my ideas. And so I just kind of let them die. What do you hear from people or what's been your experience in letting people around you know that you're going to do something that might shock them? Definitely for myself. This was coaching, exploring coaching was something that I kept close to my chest for probably longer than I needed to. I was definitely nervous to share. I shared with my close circle of friends, but even that was like, oh yeah, I'm just doing this course, you know, or I'm just reading books on this. Like you, you know, start to dip your toe in the water and see how people react. And actually, so I have been running my business for about a year now, about to hit a year, but I didn't like announce it (laughs) to the world until January. So the first week of this year. 
And that's outside of my friends and my family is when I post it, I made an Instagram, posted on Instagram and posted on LinkedIn, like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm certified. I put in all these hours. I'm open for clients. So that was what, seven, seven and a half months ago. Um, so I was working in darkness basically without telling anyone for six months which is funny to think about because coaching like how are you going to work in darkness um so I didn't even announce that I was taking clients and open for business until January of this year and it was kind of the new year new year's resolution I was like I'm just going to post it and it was the most terrifying thing just posting it out there that I was doing this because I was really scared of the judgment that would come from it um, scared to put myself out there. There's definitely a, a measure of vulnerability to present yourself as something different than how people see you. Um, and that's something I'm personally working on for sure. And is definitely an element with a lot of the clients I'm working with too. Um, cause we do a lot of, you know, creative problem solving in the bubble of our, of our coaching sessions, but that can only be so real until you, you put it out there in the universe and, that's something that's really, that can be very scary. Um, but my business has definitely grown exponentially since I did this. And when I started declaring what I was doing, um, I was really pleasantly surprised by the positive reaction. Like I definitely didn't think that I thought it'd be like, people would like the message and that's about it. But I've had so many people reach out and just wanting to know more or just being supportive. Um, so it feels great after, but it feels like the scariest thing in the world to just state your intentions or and it goes back to the goals. It's scary to say like this is something that is really important to me or that I really want to accomplish. And that's probably why it's the most meaningful, right? Because it means so much to you that all of those comments and things like that, it's hard to sort of put yourself out there and let it happen. I feel very vulnerable with the podcast as well <laughs> of because yeah, it was, I don't know if it was brewing for us for a year, maybe, honestly, actually, maybe it was brewing for us for a year without us even realizing it was. And yeah, putting that first Instagram post about it or having that first episode, ripping the bandaid was like, ah, what are people going to think? <laughs> that ripping the bandaid because you only can do, I'm sure you guys did the same of doing so much preparation until you're like, we actually just have to but have to do it. We have to record an episode, right? Like, yeah, that's what a podcast is. <laughs> we just gave ourselves a date because there are so many things that you think you can plan ahead, but there are also so many things that you're not going to figure out until you start doing. Um, you know, there, there were quirks and things that came up that we hadn't even anticipated. And we were very thorough in our planning <laughs> and equipment, software, test building out a, a bank of ideas like we had done so much work and then it came time to start recording the first few episodes and there were hijinks still so you can't really out plan life you have to live it and just see how even in happen. Spain <laughs> even in Spain when we were recording we were like oh we've like never actually recorded in the same room and so we're like googling can we use one mic we're in the same room and so and then that's uh <laughs> I was had to record in the bathroom and we figured it out. Um, and as like one of an old coworker told me, I forgot who was the person who started this quote, but um, at the end of the day, like everything is figure out. Oh my gosh. My girl, yeah. Marie Forleo. Oh, say Marie Forleo. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this. I'm really bad at sourcing who actually said these quotes. 
Um, but my old coworker used to say it to me all the time, and she even bought us all a little sign oh, to put on our desk. When she I'll left. actually link yeah. um, Marie Forleo. She's also a life coach. I've been like following her videos and just information for years. Her book, she actually has a book called Everything is Figure Outable. So I'll link that in the show notes. It could be. It's She's so fantastic, super relatable. I love her. And Emily, you mentioned kind of ripping the bandaid off, that you can do all of this work and then you just have to rip the bandaid off and kind of let the chips fall where they may. Uh, one of the things we like on this podcast is that we try, and this is something that's been really helpful for me, to be vulnerable and talk about the bits that are messy and not clearly defined yet. What have been some of the like messier or uncomfortable moments in your journey to, to coaching, or has it been smooth sailing? No, it has not been smooth sailing. So a big learning that I've had is the concept of balancing authenticity versus challenging myself. And it's almost that treat yourself mentality. Like I'm able to justify anything to myself. I'm able to make any excuses for myself. So for a while when I started out and there were things that were uncomfortable, like social media being a great example, I didn't start social media until seven months into my business. I chalked that up to, oh, it's, it's not authentic. It doesn't feel authentic to me to do this. And the thing is, I'm not someone who posts a lot on social media, I'd say in general. However, I consume all of my information through social media. So if I'm building a business saying that I want to serve people like me, clients that have similar backgrounds to me, career trajectories for me, the customer and client like me is consuming things through social media. So I had to really... And so I, I resisted social media for a while, but I had to eventually be like, okay, is this not authentic or is this just something you're scared to do or something that you're not good at yet? And not everything in your business is going to be something that you're, you've mastered already. That doesn't mean it's not authentic. It just means it's, it's a little bit challenging and it's something that you need to teach yourself. So I think that that's been, you know, a big one for me. And it's very important for me to do things authentically. You know, Marie Forleo is a great example. I'm not going to Marie Forleo or Ariana Huffington's page and just copying their motivational quotes and copying how they structure their programs and trying to be like them. I want to work with clients who really light me up and post about things that I care about. Um, And so I hear it all the time, even from my clients when a suggestion comes up and the rebuke is like, this doesn't feel authentic to me or my brand. You have, we have to change that messaging on, is it not authentic or does it just seem scary and not something I'll be good at right away? So that was a big one for me. Yeah. We, um, and I think the, the, the fact that you see social as like a, something that you're not good at yet or see it as a challenge, I think that's what makes it authentic. Like at the end of the day, Hey, we're all not content creators. Like we all just like, even just having a tripod and standing in front of that tripod and taking a picture. I like, I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands, you know? And even this, like I can lead a meeting on zoom, but as soon as I see that red button, the record button, and you put a mic in front of me, I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, this is, this is interesting. This is weird. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable now of course, with it. Um, but you you talked about uh, something that I feel like 
Renee, you and I talked about in a in our personal brand episode about like, does this feel authentic to me? Does this feel mm-hmm. like me? And we talked a lot about how um, your personal brand changes as you change. And so that's – I think that's something that like I try to keep in mind too when I'm faced with a challenge of like, okay, maybe that's not something that I've put out into the ether today. I haven't, you know, said I am Melissa and I am in – an environmentalist, but I know, you know, like that, like, does that feel authentic to like what I've actually put out there yet? Um, but you know, a personal brand is a living and breathing thing. And so, uh, people can change and change is good. Um, change is hard (laughs) right now. It feels really hard, but it's good at the end of the day. Your messy moment. I really relate to that too, Emily. I think for me, I was actually having a conversation with a friend about this today. Um, when it comes to doing things that you're not naturally good at yet or that don't come easily to you yet, like I have the inner dialogue of am I giving myself grace or am I making excuses? And like what's the balance? Because I think both things are important. I don't think you should be overly hard on yourself and you should allow that softness to to grow and be messy and take your time. Like you don't have to start things right away if you're not ready. But for me, as someone who likes to push myself, everyone has their own inclination of how they, you know, speak to themselves. I I also recognize that some of my giving myself grace language is really just a way of me making an excuse to not do something yet because I don't want to fail or I'm afraid of rejection or I'm afraid of looking stupid or, you know, there is like there's a fear that I am using words to mask as something else. And it is hard to kind of navigate that space of, okay, how do I stop making excuses and just like go for it, but also recognize the limits when it is okay to pull back and say, now you can give yourself grace. This isn't an excuse, like kind of finding like both sides of that coin. So I really related to that, that moment you shared. Thank you. Yeah. And I think you made a good point on being in tune with the times that you're not feeling happy or empowered or excited about things because those, let's call them negative emotions are tools for us as well. And that's something else that I really like is the big one being jealousy, which I think is something a lot of people feel in like Mm -hmm. the comparison game, the concept that when you feel jealous about something, it's because you want that and you have the ability to get that. Mm-hmm. You're not able to be jealous about something that you could never get. And I heard that, I think I heard it from my coach actually. And that was something that really resonated with me. I was like, oh, so I started when I was feeling even like tinges of jealousy being like, okay, what is it about this situation that I'm jealous of? Like, am I excited that they're really empowered by their job? Or am I excited that they're, you know, going on these really cool trips? Like I want to go on these really cool <laughs> trips and just using them to just help design my life a little bit long, a little bit, a little bit more on how can I incorporate some of these elements that are evoking jealousy, but that I could use actually in my favor. Mm. A, I love your terminology of designing your life. I really, really like that. That already has like created like a shift in my mindset of how I'm viewing, like designing my next journey and figuring out what that is. Um, And also the whole like kind of digging into the why this person brings up this feeling. Um, 
on Dak Shepard's uh, podcast, Armchair Expert, he talked a lot about his like AA journey and he mentioned something. I don't like, I don't even know if I can source this episode, so I'm not going to promise <laughs> it's going to be in the show notes, but he's very honest about his AA journey. And he mentioned like one of the steps in AA was making a list of people that you've either, um, I think in this specific context, it was list of people who you felt any sort of negativity towards and then make basically making these columns and at the end of this exercise defining the why behind why some this person triggers you or why this person makes you upset and i feel like that's very similar to sort of the the jealousy list of why is this person <laughs> triggering this like envy that i have within me and i've never thought of jealousy like that the way you explained it that it's actually something that is attainable to you. And that's why it is so triggering for you to see and experience, um, especially because we live in the age of like, well, I want it and I want it now and how do I get it? And you're frustrating me because I want that to be. Yeah. Know. And also I, I get excited if there's something I'm jealous of because I'm like, oh, great. Like, let me figure that can be a manifestation, right? That's something mm, I can yeah. welcome in. Like that's something new and cool because that I can add to my life. So yeah. Or befriending them and being like, okay, girl, how did you do that? How did you manifest this? Right, because sometimes because you're just jealous of someone just that I need they're that. cool. Like some people just give off that cool radio yeah. energy. And you're like, that's Vibes. what I'm jealous of. I think for me too, it's like I feel great when I can – when I feel myself shift from I feel jealous or like you make me feel jealous to now – I feel inspired or like there's something aspirational about you. Like when I can take that shift from you have what I want that makes me upset and convert it into you have what I want that gives me something to work towards. And now I have like a fuel. I think that's like, that's a really beautiful moment. And it's, it's a good way, as you say, of looking at negative experiences or emotions as tools and not just writing them off as things that you should just blow past really quickly without examination. I, I like that intentionality of of using that negative experience for something positive. Um, I want to be mindful of time. So Emily, tell us what what are your goals um, for coaching? Like what's your future state goal I should have post? been ready for this. Huh? <laughs> I should have been ready for this. I set myself up for this. Um, no, that, I think that's a good question and almost ties into, you know, what I'm manifesting for myself. I, so I took the last month off and I've been fully relaxing and vacationing. So I feel like I am in that back to school grind almost. I'm like, mm. I feel excited. I feel ready to, you know, did my school supply shopping and I'm ready to start. Um, I'm really looking, I, I, my number one goal is I just want to build my client base. I want to connect with smart, ambitious, interesting people um, who who want to create change. And, you know, I learn from my clients just as much as I hope they get from our sessions as well. Um, and so building that, those connections, which can ultimately lead to the, to my client base and grow my business is my number one goal. So that, I think those growing points of connections is definitely the big goal for me. Um, and that would translate into probably some financial goals and things like that. But I think it's just really building that client base that for me mm. is the current goal. I'd say the secondary goal is something I'm exploring as well, which is speaking. So Renee, as you know, I um, did my first speaking engagement for International Women's Day this year at a corporate event. And that was 
the scariest thing, but it was one of those I knew that I cared a lot about <laughs> it just because by how by how um how scary it was, but it was really empowering and it was a great vehicle afterward to connect with again, interesting, ambitious people, which is just my number one goal and kind of what fuels me. So building a client base, number one, number two, exploring opportunities for speaking, I'd say are the forefront of my business goals currently. Ooh. What about you guys from a, from a piloting goals? <laughs> a congratulations, by the way, on your first Thank speaking you. engagement. Uh-huh. That is huge. Um, and I'm manif- manifesting for you many, many yes. more. <laughs> well, we actually have a goals planning document for piloting. Um, I think some of our nearer term goals and nearer term, I would say like in the next 12 months or so, we definitely want to grow our listener base. Uh, We both get so excited when anyone texts us or sends a message that they're listening or that something resonated. So just continuing to grow that community. um, We definitely don't want it to be a one way street. So making it more of a community where you know, people can share back with us and we can create that feedback loop is, is something that I'm, I'm really excited about. I know, Melissa, we've talked about that. You're excited about that too. I'd say too, just like the showing up, I think showing up Mm -hmm. consistently has been an on, is forever an ongoing goal. I know that we read somewhere or listened somewhere on a podcast that a lot of podcasters sort of drop off by episode seven. And we are almost double that in our episode count. And so I think that's something yes, to celebrate. Sure. Yes, <laughs> um, And, you know, this is something that we, we do weekly and something that um, we've had to both make sacrifices for, whether that's time, whether that's staying up later than we normally would. And um, I'm sure, you know, I can speak for both of us where – we feel that we feel mm-hmm. that in other areas of our lives where we're like, okay, this is a thing though. And we have to, we're making a sacrifice because we want to see this grow into something. And I think because we're both on our own piloting journey and, and figuring out sort of what we want at the end of the day, trying to figure out our individual career life goals as well in this. Um, we know that uh, this is a vehicle and a vessel for us to explore that and so I think our goal at the end of the day is to figure out what is at the end of that. Like as we're on this piloting journey, speaking to folks on on their journeys and hopefully extending that and, and people are getting something out of listening to these episodes too, um, at least my personal goal with our podcast is figuring out what is the life that I want to mm-hmm. live and what is that meaningful journey for me and living out that purpose and living it out passionately because I, um, I personally haven't felt that much fire of passion. I know that's within me in some of the roles that I've been in, even though, yeah, what you mentioned earlier in the podcast where it's like, I've been getting promoted. I getting a lot of words of affirmation. People are like, wow, you're so good at this. And sometimes when I hear it, I'm like, that's really great. I'm getting very validated by this, but do I actually care about what <laughs> and I'm it makes doing? it harder to like move <laughs> you know? sometimes, like right? Yeah. But it's interesting. Like, um, even this past month, you know, a lot of feedback I was getting, you know, with my corporate role was around social. And I've realized in the last how many weeks that, you know, in this next journey, I actually don't want to do that. Um, and so that in itself is like a really 
bizarre thing for me to ever say out loud. And one of my friends was already like, whoa, what? <laughs> I said, I know. You know what? Knowing knowing what you don't want can be just as val- valuable as knowing what you do want. And that's a yeah. big thing in finding clarity is Ooh. like taking joy in finding something you don't want being like, great, I can X that off the list. I don't want to do that. Like yes. take joy in that too, because that means you're getting closer. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. You're eliminating you. options. And that makes sense. Like analysis or paralysis mm-hmm. by analysis, like having way too many options. Yeah. Just kind of like kicking him to yeah, the curb. It's like, it's funny. So my <laughs> birthday is next week and I always spend my birthday doing a lot of, I'm an extrovert, but I like to spend my birthday like doing a lot of self-reflection and inner work. And I already have a list of things that I'll be like journaling and like deep diving into because because my birthday falls in the middle of summer it kind of feels like that back to school mid-year check-in you made these goals in January honey it's July July 31st (laughs) if anyone wants to send me a gift I'm just just joking um but here's my Venmo (laughs) send me a cash (laughs) out but um it's like a good time for me to like check in and be like okay have any of those goals from January still been happening and also what do I want to direct my energy to for the next couple months. Cause it is that sort of late summer back to school season that I like. And so I'm actually looking forward to answering a lot of the questions that you mentioned today, along with some other questions about what I want the next year to look like the next few months. I think because my birthday smack dab in the middle of summer, it, it does give a nice break to check in on these are the goals I set in January. We still have several months to go till the end of the year. And it's just a nice, a nice turning point for me. It's like my new year. It's a new year for me rebirth. It's just a good, it's a good energy. So I'm looking forward to going through some of the questions I already had for myself and also incorporating some of the ones you shared today. So thank you. Do you burn, do you burn things? I feel like that kind of ceremonial releasing seems like something that's up your alley. (laughs) Not on my birthday, but (laughs) at the end of my first job, me and my friends went to, this is so dramatic. Oh my God. We went to a cabin in Vermont and took all of the nasty emails and things that people had said to us at that job burnt it on the fire and like ran around in a circle. I think if anyone anyone had seen us, they would have thought we were doing some kind of witchcraft. But it was actually very healing to just release like for many of us, it was our first big girl or like big, it wasn't just girls, like our our guy friend was there too. It was like our big adult job. And so it was nice to just release a lot of the things that had traumatized us or you know, caused anxiety and anguish and just kind of let it go. It's like, we're not working there anymore. We're moving on. Just like our friendship and the good things are moving <laughs> forward and we can leave those nasty IMs in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you to do that. I still have a folder of um, named receipts of all mm. those like nasty things. I probably should burn it. I did have never done it for work, but I've definitely burned things from a relationship. <laughs> So I relate. That makes, yeah. 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 Back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, well, thank you, Emily, for sharing so much wisdom, yes. your vulnerability about your own journey, insights from your clients. I think you gave us a lot of actionable stuff um, for us and our listeners to to take with us and also just the comfort of knowing that we're not alone in some of the things that are holding us back. Mm-hmm. So 
So we really appreciate that. If you have time, we'd love you to stick around for some of our fun that. segments at the end. <laughs> I would love that. Yes. Um, well, we start with our gold stars first. So we'll uh, lessen the pressure. Renee and I will go first. <laughs> but yes, gold star, anything that we just feel like deserves a gold star of the week, a brand, a celebrity, a movie, a thing. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, and then you can go after your name. So mm-hmm. my gold star this week, and it's probably a gold star in everybody's brains right now, but it is the Barbie movie. I got to watch it this past weekend. Um, the people that I watched it with, it was actually, it brought up some like mixed reviews from the crowd, which was a little surprising for me. But for me, I loved it. I feel like the movie put me on like a roller coaster of good emotions. Like I think the no spoilers the set design no no no. i won't say anything <laughs> okay <laughs> the set design the acting all of that was just really well done the the storytelling the backstory um i think it's unexpected in like one of the best ways um so i'm not going to give too much away but i am going to read a quick thing about why this person that i follow I, i'm part of their bi-weekly newsletter And, um, it's, uh, so can we talk about this? And they describe it as a biweekly newsletter for good humans doing their effing best, which I love. And she just mentioned, I won't read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but that we've just been so used to like sitting in the dark in the movie theater, identifying with a male protagonist. And that this was just such a refreshing movie to watch because, it's on a too rare occasion, but at this time, like the mirror is yours. Like we're now looking at a woman protagonist and in Barbie, mm. Greta Gerwig excavates what it feels like to be a woman and holds the most vulnerable parts to the light. And we nod in agreement. And I just feel like that was the best way to phrase it. Um, and Aww. yeah, it's a woman making things for women. And so I thought that was just a really well done movie and even like triple goat stars to, I mean, I'm saying it's woman, but I'm giving the gold star to Ryan Gosling. But you'll understand. <laughs> you'll understand when you watch the movie. Everyone deserves a gold star, but uh, he was particularly the most entertaining. I love Ryan Gosling, <laughs> so that's totally fine. I just like feel like I mean, he's never gone away, so this is not a comeback for him. But he's been quiet, you know, like you know, doing his fatherhood thing, his parenthood thing with his beautiful wife. Um, and I just feel like he came back with like a bang. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. He's just, he's, he's evolved, right? Like we think of Ryan Gosling in these certain sort of, I just feel like all these movies he's been in, he's just not like a one note, a one note actor. So anyway, I love that. How I'm about excited you, to see Barbie. I have not seen it yet, but me worth neither. It. Worth it. I spent all of Sunday going through like four different airports to get home. So oh. <laughs> my weekend plans are shot. Um, my gold star this week goes out to a company that I love and am a huge supporter of. It's called Fond Bone Broth. F O N D. I love bone broth. It is a part of my wellness routine. Um, I do it in the morning. Sometimes I have it as an afternoon pick-me-up. It's really good for you. Um, It gives you some natural collagen. You know, it's also just like, for me, I drink it almost like a cup of coffee, but it doesn't give me the jitters that caffeine gives me. I believe it's a woman-owned company, either a woman or a family. Um, 
it's very clean ingredients and I just love them. Um, I came back to the US and my first thing was, let me get my jar of bone broth. Let me get a jar of fond. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I think if you're looking to introduce some new wellness beverages into your life, which I'm always adding new wellness beverages, I highly recommend fond. They're great. <laughs> very Sophia Bush of you. She's the first celebrity oh. I ever saw on my like Instagram story who she drinks bone broth in the morning. Oh, I love that. I make my own sometimes if I'm like roasting a whole chicken or like after Thanksgiving and I have the like turkey carcass. But if I'm in a rush and I don't have time to make my own, Fond makes the best tasting bone broth, in my opinion. <laughs> Emily, what what's you? your gold yeah. star? So mine's definitely more of a guilty pleasure, but it's the first thing that comes to my mind. And that is what I've been watching, which is Love Island UK. <gasps> yes. Is, yes. It has absolutely no like value add, personal development, but it is so addicting. It is, if you aren't aware, it's a reality show very much like we have a big brother in the US. It's in the UK. It's a bunch of young people who are living in Majorca in Spain. It is Ooh. on every single day. <laughs> so it's the amount of episodes is insane. Like, and the fact that the UK can just, like, it's basically live yeah. of watching <laughs> these people live on the island, couple up. It's honestly mindless. There's not, I, I can't even pretend that it has any substance, but it's just so entertaining and <laughs> has the been my, like, mindless fun. watch. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment is exactly value. <laughs> Um, and I watching haven't... good looking people fall in love, I guess. <laughs> I haven't seen the last uh, handful of seasons. I, I forgot which season it was, but there was one season where there's, they have the two Lukes, and that's been like my favorite season thus far. Um, that was a few seasons ago, yeah. Yeah, like season five maybe or something, but with um, – well, I'm not going to tell you who won, just in case you can like go back and watch <laughs> spoiler, it. Spoiler, spoiler for four years ago. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was I definitely watched a lot during COVID. <laughs> Had a lot of time. I don't know what it is. It's just it to me. It's so relaxing. The watch. music. I don't know what it is. A dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> don't. Yeah, not copyrighted by us at, by, at all. When you started that, show. I started thinking of um, gosh, what's that HBO show? With the crazy oh white lotus white lotus <laughs> i'm sorry to anyone who just heard that coming yeah. through the mouth i'm like i think you two have uh perhaps a music pr- producing type thing in your future maybe it could be when i was doing my journey planning for my career music producer floated by quickly and it quickly left <laughs> I will say, I actually, Renee, we just talked about this when I was with you in Spain that in, I think it was high school, one of my like, oh, it would be cool to have this job was picking the music for TV shows. I think that would, I still would do that job if someone gave it to me tomorrow. I'd like, like the movie soundtracks, like not so much. I don't think I'm I'm much of like a movie score person who could choose that. I like listening to movie scores. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just envision, you know, like Garden State and like One Tree Hill had like the best music, the yes. OC, you know, all that good stuff. Teen TV shows really have yeah. the best soundtracks. <laughs> well, that Summer I Turned Pretty is kind of like the new teen TV show, right? With yeah. The soundtracks and- so there was an article, I haven't read it yet, but there was a headline that The Summer I Turned Pretty is the best teen TV show since Dawson's Creek. And I bookmarked that for my weekend reading. Hold on, since Dawson's <laughs> Creek. I know they skipped a, they skipped a lot of shows. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, hold on. 
on a hot minute. I think they mean <laughs> because Dawson's Creek was such an emotional show and as yeah. someone who's cried in almost every episode of the summer I turned pretty. Have I think y'all it's, One Tree it's Hill, in that hello. That's kidding. true. Let me stop. It is an emotional show. <laughs> But um, I, I kind of see it. Gossip like, girl emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The OC. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, Melissa, what are you manifesting oh, yes. this week? My we'll take a risk and have you not go last. <laughs> <laughs> My manifestation. So, um, won't lie. It's been a very tough and very interesting curveball type of month for me. And so one of the things I was, I've been trying to manifest and channel is I literally Googled like what to manifest or like quotes to help you through a hard time. And mm. one of the number one things that popped up was actually around courage. And these two quotes were, one of them was surprise yourself every day with your own courage. But I don't know, Denholm Elliott, who's an actor. I don't know who that is, but maybe someone does. And then the second quote is, courage is only an accumulation of small steps uh, by George Conrad, who is a Hungarian novelist. I say these two people like I know them. I don't. Just Googled (laughs) it. Um, But I think these two quotes around courage is interesting, right? Like the quotes that I found weren't things to sort of like mask like it's gonna be okay and everything's fine and that's sometimes not what you sort of want to hear when you're going through a hard time but this sort of put those feelings in the like driver's seat that actually courage is something that I can control in this moment and having the courage to sort of go through those feelings go through that hard times and just sort of know that I've already got it within me um, so those are the two things I'm manifesting myself to find the courage through this chaos <laughs> and be brave through this very weird transitional time and in, in my life. Um, yeah. So that's, those are, those are my manifestations. What about you, um, Renee? This is why I really should let you go last. <laughs> Literally a Google. Google's giving me my manifestation this um, week. So my manifestation's in a very different, less sentimental direction. (laughs) I'm feeling a lot of feelings today, guys. No, I think that's beautiful. Um, My manifestation is don't let your day job get in the way of your career. It is something I've been thinking about a lot in that sometimes we get so bogged down on what's right in front of us and what's happening today and the immediate asks that we don't keep the bigger picture in mind. Like we just get so distracted by getting through today, getting through tomorrow, that a year passes or five years pass. And you're like, am Mm. I moving in the right direction I want to be going in? Or am I just getting through each moment and not really keeping my eye on the prize, so to speak? Mm -hmm. So I'm manifesting, I think it's also, again, because my birthday is coming up and I, I like to do a lot of more longer term planning around my birthday is while I'm struggling through the day-to-day, which sometimes can be busy or hard or stressful, to not lose sight of some of those longer-term visions and goals that I have for myself. I like that a lot. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Miss Life and Success Coach. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. No pressure. No, I think these both of yours are so great. And I think to kind of go off of that kind of a quote, 
Um, I am really manifesting action for myself with that mm. back to school energy we talked about. And one of my favorite quotes that I definitely like to live by is you don't get what you don't ask for. So mm. I want to be very directive with what I'm looking for, with what I want, being bold in my goals, um, telling people my goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I think really when you put things out there, the universe lines things up to help you succeed. So that's what I'm manifesting. I like that. Especially I, I need that. I know. I, I needed that negotiating like promotions and raises and salaries. <laughs> Keep that in oh, mind for it, next it time. It's in almost any area of yeah. that you know, if you have something in your mind, just just ask for it. The worst thing that can happen happen is that they say no and then you're still in the same position as if you hadn't asked. Yeah. So. And then your yeah. no is a pivot. You know? And like it's not you a hard said, stop. Like don't be afraid to just ask and claim what you want. I, I love that. We're, we're an action oriented crew. So I think that, sure. that was perfect to end on. Um, before we say our goodbyes, Emily, where can people find you if they want to just follow your journey more or reach out about a potential consultation? Mm-hmm. Um, where can we get information about you? Yes, I can be followed on Instagram at Emily Grow, G-R-O coaching. Um, or you can visit my website, emilygrahowski.com. Um, you can put it in the show notes, I'm sure, and would love to, you know, offer all of your listeners a complimentary session with me if they're interested in learning more about coaching. So definitely feel free to reach out and kind of experience coaching for yourself and see if it helps. Thank you so much, Emily. Guys, please take advantage of this. Emily has been my unofficial life coach (laughs) for years um, and she has such great services. So really appreciate you offering a free consultation to people. So follow her on Instagram or reach out on her website. We'll put in the show notes. Um, Don't miss out on that amazing offer. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so great. I love connecting with women doing amazing things. So thank you again. Yes. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Renee, for connecting us. I'm glad um, you were able to join in. And I mean, you already during this conversation have shifted my mindset on a lot of things already. Um, And I think it was just serendipitous that you got to be A, our first guest, and then be our guest during this time. Um, I'll be your guinea pig any day. (laughs) (laughs) Success. Um, And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. It's going to be a book club episode and a friendly reminder that um, you actually touched on this a little bit, Emily, about small habits um, and habits in general, but we're going to have a larger conversation on the book Atomic Habits. Uh, So excited to get into that. And thank you again, Emily. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you. 